Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. My guest today is Saurabh Mittal. Welcome, Saurabh. How are Welcome. you? Thank you, Craig. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here and to talk I'm, to you. I'm normally pretty darn excited, but I'm downright giddy because we keep having horrible problems with technology. Um, this is our, I don't know, second attempt to actually schedule this thing. And then um, the best one was the day the power went out on your side of a call. All of a sudden, it gets dark on the other side of my call. I'm like, well, I guess that's the end of that. Uh, so we'll see how far we get today. Uh before we started recording, since we've had like three conversations now, we keep coming back to the idea of using pod, I'm going to say using podcasting to expand our network. And I don't mean like skeevy networking, you know, here's my business card, but the mm -hmm. idea of simply having conversations with other people without having a particular goal in mind. And I'm wondering... You, is that something that you saw as a possibility for podcasting when you like really started thinking about podcasting or has your thinking about podcasting evolved to bring you to that idea? Uh, I actually like, I'll just share a bit. I have, I have a program called career design, which mm -hmm. came about in the COVID crisis because there was such gloomy atmosphere in the initial months. And I was wondering of what kind of careers would thrive in this situation because there was so much gloomy stuff, economy is going down, this is happening, that is happening. And a model that came to my mind when I was thinking was that of an anti-fragile career and how can we design an anti-fragile career. And there were different components to it, like how can we consistently create so that we are creating value. How can we ship? We can making shipping a habit. How can we consistently learn deliberately? And then there was this component of connecting with people because if you do the first three, but you're doing it all alone, mm -hmm. then it's not a career. Then it's a hobby, <laughs> right? So when I thought of how do we grow our connections consistently, podcasting for me, seemed like a very it's a it's a it's a much more enabling platform than asking someone for a cup of coffee like right. it it and, and it allows you to go deep into conversations because it's a more exploratory uh, kind of a medium mm -hmm. so i really like podcasting as a potential uh, toolkit in your career design in your career expansion and even if we talk about non-professional life just having a podcast about your hobbies can create a platform for you to connect with different people with whom you share the, those hobbies and you can become the instigator as Seth keeps saying you can become the impresario of that community and you can have very unique uh, hobbies on which you can start different podcasts and mm. just indulge in those shared experiences. So I really like podcasting as a means to grow, to uh, to like develop this growth mindset towards life in general. So yeah, mm. I really like podcasting as a medium. There's an interesting piece in there about 
So sometimes podcasters talk about what is the magic, you know, why is audio so great? But, but there's also this, there's a piece of magic that happens when two people have a conversation and we know that we're trying to make a thing together. It's almost like if we, if we were to like paint, but we knew that nobody was ever supposed to see the painting. It's like, yeah, well, you know, we just kind of like screw around, but because you and I know that I mean, people aren't listening at this instant, but we know people theoretically will be listening. It, it causes us, uh, this is my thoughts. I'm wondering what your thoughts are on this. It causes us to think about, is this worth saying out loud? Is this worth taking up two seconds of Saurabh and everybody else's time? And I, I just think there's that additional piece of magic, like the conversations that you have spontaneously on the street, they don't have that same bit of magic in there. Yeah. And I'm just wondering, first of all, you're, you're nodding, so I'm guessing you agree, but is there is there more to it than that? Or is it really as simple as knowing that people are listening forces us to think more about what we choose to say out loud? Or? Yeah. yeah, that is ingrained in us from, I think, the time when we were in the hunter-gatherer mm-hmm. uh, mode like we care what the tribe thinks of us so whenever things are just in private in like if we look at it right whenever thoughts are in our head they're kind of unfiltered but when Mm -hmm. we are saying something to someone then we're like okay what and now i think with the recording part it's not just that okay someone will listen to it this week it would be like this is this goes on my permanent record Right, a <laughs> long like 20 tail, years right? from now, someone <laughs> might, right. you know, I saw, I heard that mm. uh, recording, but it, it actually, uh, you're quite right, it increases the quality of the interaction. We are much more engaged, much more thoughtful, much more aware of what we are saying. And uh, that really increases the quality of our, like the participants, like you, yours and mine, interaction as well as for anyone who is listening to the podcast so i think that's a how uh, we are being generous in that sense like we are creating value yes. all around for that that's that's a good word for it <laughs> yeah. on my best days generous yes is a good word for it yeah. i think the idea of i love the the thought about you know what is the tribe like for instant grain to think about the tribes opinion or what the tribe thinks of us. And I'm also, I was thinking just now about, uh, I'm going to say through line or the thread that we're on. So I, I don't know about you, but I find I'm always thinking, all right, if I say, you know, X, that's kind of in line with what we're discussing. But if I say Y, yeah, that's funny, but it's going to lead us away from yeah. the the thoroughfare. And that's also a way that it it increases the quality of our interaction because I I'm less likely, one is less likely to go off on random, you know, self-aggrandizing diatribes. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm wondering how we would take how do we take the things that like you and I are learning as podcasters here, like, you know we're kind of like navel gazing, right? Mm -hmm. How do we take these things and share them with others beyond the platform? Like how can, how can we not just do better ourselves in random conversations that aren't recorded, but how can we help other people see that it would be better if they did more of these types of things in those conversations, if that makes sense? (laughs) Yeah. I think like, I think the best way to, inspire anyone is through example Mm. and 
yeah, just by having the conversation we enable the other person to take our example and do it and i think that is the best way to teach anything or uh help anyone i like one thing that is coming to my mind uh with regards to the conversation we are having is in the creatives workshop at akimbo seth asks us to do dailies mm-hmm. and i had had been doing the morning pages the private morning pages for a while where i would sit for half an hour and right. just write whatever comes to my mind and uh, i shifted from morning pages to dailies and i saw the texture of my writing change the texture of the Ooh. content change it was much more aware it was much more uh empathetic to the reader that somebody would read it and uh, the quality of my writing went up it the morning pages went in cycles the dailies went forward mm. so because the dailies were in the public site although it was a like very selected yeah, cohort closed community closed but it's cohort, a but it's still no right yeah yeah even with people i know like i have a system set up with my own students but when i'm writing dailies the texture is different so hmm. both the morning pages have their own uh, utility for me because they help me just take the trash out like just empty my brain <laughs> i know what you and, mean right yeah and that is also very important because otherwise it starts accumulating so yeah i talk about my head being a snow globe you know the glass thing with the floating and it's like all shaken up and there's a million little things in there it's like yeah. morning pages is like the tap <laughs> drain the snow out on the side i know what yeah. you mean um I'm interested in the word texture, your use of the word texture to talk yeah. about the difference between morning pages. And I, as much as I don't love this question, can you tell me more about what you mean by texture? Because that that really interests me, the idea of like, what is it? Because I don't know, that's different between what you were producing via morning pages type of practice and when you were producing as a daily or you know a shift practice. Yeah. I think it's kind of like how you if you're at home and you would like wear any t-shirt or any shorts and just relax versus you're going to a meeting where you're going to meet 20 people and you're like no i need to be well dressed mm. so you're wearing clothes in both the places but the texture of the clothes and your thought texture of your thoughts regarding the clothes have changed significantly and you're putting you're being much more mindful when you're going out whether it's a party whether it's a business meeting whether it's just a casual hangout but you are being very mindful over what you are wearing whereas when you are alone and you are not expecting anyone you are like yeah i don't care that much mm-hmm. yeah this is happening so i think that texture changes when we move from private no one is going to see this to a semi public or a public kind of space exposure That's a great point. <laughs> yeah. Not that I'm self-conscious, but I'm wearing t-shirts. Uh, but I will say, I actually have, <laughs> although they all look the same, I think it's a very have, nice t-shirt. Great. I have like, different. I have different sets of t-shirts. I have like yeah. one whole set of t-shirts that I use when I can be seen on video calls, 
And yeah. I actually considered switching to collared shirts, but I, I noticed that most of the people that I'm talking to aren't have. So I was like, I do it intentionally, but I do have different shirts. They actually feel a little different. They're a little more yeah. expensive and I sit differently. And I was like, oh, wow, you're calling me out on all these things that I actually am doing because these episodes, it's such a stripped down minimum viable podcast. Yeah. They're almost like dailies. I would do them daily if I could. Uh, it's yeah. just a matter of getting people to schedule in, but yeah, that's a, I think that's a great point you make about awareness and unpacking and being mindful. Yeah. What else springs to mind around? I'm glad that I'm, I'm kind of excited. I'm glad we got to the morning pages because that reminded me, we talked about that once before, like I think in our <laughs> previous call a month ago, we were talking about morning pages and dailies and I would have never thought to bring that back up. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm torn between saying, uh, so first of all, where in the world are you? Because I know where you are, but nobody else does. <laughs> yeah, I am in New Delhi, India. And uh, so I'll tell a few things so that people who want to connect with me can connect. So Ooh, that's great. Uh, yes. Yeah. I So I have an organization called Passionately Curious. And the basic idea is to help individuals become more self-aware and then build a career centered around their individuality. So that is what the core of my work looks like to help people do that, design and build a career centered around their individuality. And uh, so they can check more of it at passionatelycurious.in. So same spelling, passionatelycurious.in. And yeah, there is a link to connect with me one-on-one. -on -one. So if anyone wants to just have a discussion, there's a Calendly link there so they can connect with me there. And yeah, that cool. would be a good way to reach me. Thank you for sharing that. I, I'm also wondering, um, so for me in my personal life, I don't randomly run into a lot of people, not because I avoid them, but just based on where I live, there isn't like, and it's how our society is kind of wired these days. Um, but I do run into people a lot, but it's like people in my neighborhood, like I know them well, or it's my cousin or my mom or whatever. Um, do you find that you encounter a lot of new people, like maybe new students when the semester changes and, and how does that, do you find any cycles let me make an actual question out of this for you. Do you find that there are cycles in your creative work based on the cycles in your exposure to new people? Yeah. Yeah. So I think uh, I'll just share. Uh, what I've realized is in the last two years, especially, is like two particular communities that I'm in, engaging with a lot. One is the Akimbo community the one that Seth Godin has set up. So different mm -hmm. people have connected through the Kimbo. Actually, I actually got to know you about you also through that community only. So that is one. And the second is the passionately curious community, which is what I have set up. So helping those students learn about generosity and empathy and all those things. The, the exposure to new people for me is like there are multiple channels. One is where I have to grow my own work. So how do I generate new leads? How do I reach out to more people? How So I do a lot of open workshops where new students can come in and we can have a discussion. And if it makes sense, then we can take it forward. There are also one thing that I'm taking inspiration from you is how can I 
make this a habit of interviewing people maybe a daily habit or a weekly schedule where i'm just whoever i'm meeting i'm just having this conversation because a lot of time i'm in different meetings but i have not built that connect with them and it mm. it just hardly takes a 30 minute or 45 minutes call to really connect as a human being so yeah these are the different avenues i'm thinking of exploring in order to connect with different new people i again i like how mindful you are about that that's a great i mean i'm i'm mindful about a lot of things but sometimes i'm on autopilot <laughs> so i like <laughs> that you're mindful about the different spaces that you're in and the different types of people that you encounter um what's going to do some random stuff how about um what's something that people get wrong about you do you think <laughs> so yeah i'll yeah i'll i'll try to answer this is a, this is a <laughs> tricky question but so it's hard what, yes <laughs> yeah uh i'm not a, like i will call people out on their bs like mm. i will when they come and say rationalize that they are doing this stuff while they should be doing that stuff and that stuff matters to them more than this stuff but they are like no but i have to do this stuff so that i can go to that stuff i am the one who will call them out i am the one who will like this is all bs go do that this is and so a lot of time people misunderstand they think that i am like i am judging them on their situation or i am like not understanding them whereas what i feel is if i don't tell them then maybe no one else will hmm like if i don't tell them to write that book right now and not wait another 10 years until the cows come home <laughs> i don't right. think they have anybody else who will do that for them and uh, so yeah a lot of people try they are not running away from me they try to run away from themselves and in the process they run away from me because they know that if they are talking to me then i am not going to validate their mm. like rationalizations or i am not going to say yeah me too because <laughs> i don't <laughs> like mm. uh, i want someone to keep me on the hook and i want people to be on the hook so yeah that is something that lot of people don't understand Uh, yeah, I think that's a great thing to do though. I think what you're doing is a great way to to be compassionate. Um and also quite honestly it means you're really curious if you're aware enough to know what they should be working on. Um yeah. being mindful of our time. I don't want to tempt fate by trying to go long and then having the call <laughs> drop at the end. Um is there well, since I asked you a hard question, is there anything that you wanted to ask me that you haven't asked me yet? Um how so hard question <laughs> no no i i really i have a question for you so like you mentioned you are semi retired and how like i think financially you are like not worried about your day to day expenses or how you'll survive and you're now doing work for fun versus like when you would have started like way back in the day whenever you were telling me 90s so how how is it different like doing the creative work then and doing the creative work now i and people are going like wait what and yeah sorry you missed the conversation where we discussed all that stuff um i would say 
that the the big difference is I don't know I don't know whether I should say I didn't used to be creative or whether I should say I didn't realize that I was being creative. I'm not quite sure mm-hmm. what the proper way to put it is. But now it's very clear to me that not everything, but all the stuff that I really enjoy is creative work. And I'm thinking that I probably was creative back, you know, I'm going back 30 years. I probably was creative, but because I didn't realize that, I probably wasn't like it was just random. Like I do a bunch of stuff and some of it was creative and I didn't really get it. Um, So now I'm, here comes mindful again. I'm very mindful of what am I actually doing and is this like the creative stuff that moves me toward my goal or that does what I want to be accomplishing. And when I'm not being creative, like, all right, well, I have to, I have to vacuum too. You know, I need to do laundry. That's not creative, (laughs) but that's what I'm doing today. Like, so now I think the biggest difference is the mindfulness about what kind of thing it is that I'm doing at any moment. Um, Cause I've had, I've had trains of thought where I'm like, well, you know, oh, I wasted a decade. You're like, well, actually, I'm not sure that I wasted a decade because I don't think I could have the same understanding today if I hadn't tried the things that I did. Um, yeah. I didn't like make mistakes and like burn things to the ground, but like the yeah. the the focus is so much different now for the kinds of things that I say yes to versus the kinds of things I say no thank you to. Um, so yeah. that's the thing that comes to mind first is about which what of my time is creative now and being aware of that. And yeah. not not having been aware of that before, that's the thing that comes to mind. Yeah, and just one follow up question on that: What advice would you give to yourself when you were the the <laughs> predominant thought on your mind was how will I pay rent the next month? Or um, yeah, I got lots of great stories about you know sitting on milk crates and eating pizza and stuff. Yeah. Um, I think. Uh, I think it would be a long play. So I, I think there are things that I started learning about, uh, like uh, the ideas about like what do you really control and thoughts that I've gotten from like reading about Zen and reading about meditation and, and all these things. I think what I would have said to myself would have been to try and sneak those ideas in sooner. So rather than waiting you know, until maybe all but 15 years ago, if I had found that stuff 30 years ago, like mm-hmm. maybe if I had taken some philosophy courses in college, I might have stumbled on those ideas sooner, but I'm pretty sure that the Craig of 30 years ago would not have taken any direct instruction from anybody, including Craig from the future with a time machine. So it would have had to have been some sort of like, you might be interested in reading this, like something esoteric slipped in so that I would discover things sooner. I think yeah. that would be the only thing that would have actually worked um, to, to literally how I would do that. I'm, I'm not sure that would take a lot of thought, but that's, yeah. I think it would be like, I don't sort of like an end run on it. <laughs> that's, that's really helpful. I think because I interact mostly with young students who are in their twenties. And I think what I'm getting out of your advice is just explore, like don't limit yourself to, what you're doing like well i think you're on the right track because your project is yeah. so passionately curious and i'm like yeah, yeah. that's it like it that, what there's a phrase like if you aren't if you're bored it's because you're not curious and if you're curious sorry there's no cure for that like once you're curious it's a self-feeding cycle so i think you're on the right yeah. track <laughs> yeah 
That's amazing. All right. Yeah. I want to be mindful of your time. And I think that's a great place to stop. So Sarab, thanks for taking the time and particularly for like putting in the effort and being tenacious about getting on the call and helping me make this into a thing that actually exists in the world and helping me ship it. Thanks, Sarab. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. It's just, I just feel wonderful that I got to talk to you three times, even though we are shipping it only once, but it was really cool. Yeah.